Welcome to Freelance with Freedom. I'm your host, Harriet Hadfield, and I'm so excited you're here. I help creative freelancers become fully booked and in demand in any market, on their terms and without burning out. I went from broke makeup artist living in a room I couldn't stand up in, living paycheck to paycheck, to working on the red carpets of LA as a celebrity makeup artist. I also created a six-figure business during a global pandemic in less than seven months. After working around the world and on set as a celebrity makeup artist 15 plus year, I was tired, tired of the hustle culture and an emphasis on being busy. I was tired of the starving artist mentality and buying into the narrative, there's only one way to be successful. So I decided to create my own version of success, to break the rules and rewrite my own. And I wanna show you how to do the same. If you're a freelance creative and you want to generate consistent income, work with your dream clients, and step into the CEO role in your business, you're in the right place. There's room for you at this table. Welcome back to a new episode of Freelance for Freedom podcast. I'm so excited you're here today. So before we get started, I wanted to let you know I have an incredible free training for you, how to book celebrity clients and double your bookings in any market. And like I said, I made this especially for you. In this free training, you're going to learn, first of all, how I book my first celebrity client without an agent, without a million followers on Instagram, and without any existing contacts. I'll show you the real behind the scenes of what I did and how I did it. I'm also going to show you my three-step process to book celebrity clients so that you can do it too. I'll lay out the steps so you know what you need to do next and what the process actually looks like. And then last but not least, you're going to learn how to double your existing clients with the clients you actually want. I'll show you how to multiply your bookings with the clients on your vision boards, the ones that you dream of working with. So I'm going to link the free training in the show notes for you to check out as soon as you finish this episode. And there's also an extra special bonus waiting for you inside the training. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. How are we doing? Happy New Year. I know everyone's going to say this, but I cannot believe we're in 2024. It goes without saying, I hope you had a peaceful, restful holiday and you got to spend time with people you love and have some rest. Again, if there's one thing I said before the end of 2023, it is that rest is a business strategy. And how true that has been for me. I definitely feel like looking back over even this week alone, I'm like, wow, I feel so excited. I feel ready to get to work because I let myself rest. So in today's episode, just to ease us back into 2024, if there is one trend I've been really enjoying in social media, and I would love to know yours as well, it is the ins and outs for 2024. Or as I like to think of it, what am I cultivating more of for the year ahead? Again, a little bit of fun today. I'm going to ease you into things. We have some super exciting things happening at Freelance for Freedom. We're launching a YouTube channel. I cannot wait for that. We're going to be sharing so many how-tos when it comes to doubling your bookings in any market. So keep an eye out for that. Cannot wait. And today we are going to get into the ins and outs for 2024. So first of all, what's in for 2024 for me? The first thing that when I was thinking about this is what is in is making mistakes. (laughs) So hear me out. I feel like I'm someone that I know how important failure is. Like people who succeed do so because they get really comfortable failing. And I wanted, when I was thinking about my list for the things that are going to be in for me for 2024, it is making mistakes, not just intentionally, but having the awareness when I have made a mistake to really celebrate me going for things, to really celebrate me being willing to have a go, to be a beginner, 
not just once, but again and again. And I've kind of made a a mental note to really mark down every mistake I make and celebrate them the exact same way I would in inverted commas success. (laughs) So making mistakes, that is the number one thing on my list when it comes to what is in for 2024. And when I say that, I'm talking about making mistakes without shame, without disappointment. And okay, yes, there may be some disappointment involved at times, but what I want to lean into is where am I making space for those things? And where am I really taking the lessons and being like, wow, making that mistake has helped me move up a level. Making this mistake has helped me get close to the very thing I want now. From a place of coming back to gratitude for each and every mistake. Next in for me for 2024 is more healing. So I definitely invested a lot in my mental health last year, both from a time perspective and a financial perspective. And I saw huge identity shifts as a result of doing that. I worked with a nervous system practitioner. I did a lot of somatic work. And it's been so interesting just learning more about my body because I feel like I'm someone who I have a lot of awareness, especially kind of whether you think of regular kind of CBT or cognitive ways of approaching things. But what I had to learn in 2023 was how to tune into my body and where my body would store, whether it was trauma, whether it was stress. And that had such a huge impact on me. So I really think like that's something I want to bring more of into 2024 is not just being in my head, but being in my body. Like what is my body telling me? Like where is there wisdom and guidance inside my body? that can help me find more peace and help me really feel like I can approach any and every situation. Because I think something that helped me a lot when I was doing somatic work is remembering the goal isn't never to feel stressed. (laughs) Like we actually need stress as humans. Like a little bit of stress is good for us. Like you think about caveman days, we see a lion, we need to be able to run. (laughs) So stress is part of being a human. But I also think it's this kind of developing like a, my therapist would call it like a window of tolerance. So like knowing how to manage said stress and keep it within a window of tolerance where I'm able to process it inside my body. And it's almost like being able to feel the stress and then get on with my life. So again, the goal is not to never feel stressed, but it's knowing what to do when I do feel it and being able to process it. So that is also an in for 2024. So my word for 2024, yes, I am one of those people who likes a word, highly recommend. My word for 2024 was fun. And this is because several reasons. First of all, every other year I've had what I would describe as quite serious words. So my past words of the year have included audacity, unapologetic, authentic, like they've been very kind of poignant words. And this year I wanted to choose the word fun. I'm under no illusion that every waking moment of life, of course, isn't going to be fun. But it's been a really interesting question of like, where could I create more fun? Especially from the place of the things that I consider mundane, the things that I find boring, the things that I don't want to do, the things that I put off. Like, it's been really interesting to just think about what would make this more fun? Like a question I'll always ask my clients is what would make this thing 10% more easy? (laughs) Like what would make something 10% easier if that's the goal right now for you to get it done? And I've tried applying the same with fun. Like what would make this more fun for me? Like I get to design my days. I get to be the co-creator of my life. So what do I want it to look like? What decisions do I want to make if where possible I am making it from a place of fun? 
Like fun gets to be a part of it. And the lightheartedness, the playfulness is something that I think as adults, we fall further and further away from. And it's funny because I'm going to be seeing my sister in London soon with her daughters, my gorgeous nieces, and they're obsessed with Disney princesses. And they've got this whole little collection of Disney dresses, like playing dress up. And I was like, when I come home, I'm going to order an adult size Disney princess dress. And I want to have a princess day with my nieces and watch movies with marshmallows in our popcorn. And I think just coming back to that place of childlike fun, where it has nothing to do with being good at something. It's just finding the pure enjoyment in sometimes and quite often the mundane and those little moments that become core memories. So I really think fun is a part of the next thing I'm going to talk about, which is making memories. Again, if there's something that I am more aware of more than ever, it is time and how quickly it's going. (laughs) That sounds a little bit morbid, but I actually think it's helpful when you do tune into, okay, time is going really quickly. Do I like how I'm spending my time? Like, am I okay with the things I worry about? If I was going to choose like a high value thing to worry about, is this cutting the mustard, so to speak? And like, where am I losing energy that I know in the grand scheme of things aren't going to be things I'm going to give a shit about? So I think making memories has been a really nice thing to kind of focus on for 2024. And that can look all kinds of things. It doesn't have to be anything of complete grandeur, although it can be that too. But again, I think it's just thinking about like, what are the memories that I can create, that I can prioritize? And where is that actually in my kind of priority system, if you like, like actually thinking about the things I do outside of work, because I love my work and I know how lucky I am for that to be my reality. But it's also very easy for me to be all consumed by my work. I find it very easy, especially someone who's neurodivergent, like I can get very like obsessive with my work. And It might sound silly to some people, but but actually deciding like, okay, well, if fun is the goal, if fun is part of it, if things are anchored into fun and making memories, again, it just comes back to what decisions do I want to make from that lens. So it goes without saying there are definitely more ins, but I wanted to keep this podcast nice and short. So let's go to what is out for 2024, because I always think this is the juicy column, right? I think there are various ones that I've thought of, especially regards like body image, who I'm becoming. I think one of the biggest ones that came up for me was what is out is following the rules. Now, what I mean by that is I believe in frameworks. I believe in strategies. All those things are incredibly useful and they've helped me get to where I am. But when I talk about rules, I'm thinking about definitely kind of like societal structures and the things that I've been told I'm meant to do to get what I want. The things I'm meant to do to be likable as if that's the only goal. I think like following the rules, like me and my husband have this running joke that I love the rules. (laughs) I'm like, I like the rules because I know where I stand. But I think when you take away the rules, again, what you're left with is playfulness, is curiosity, is fun. And that is something I'm so aware of right now. Like if I take away the rules, what decisions would I make? Like if I didn't have to worry about upsetting someone, if I didn't have to worry about doing things the right way, what decisions would I make and how would I show up as a human being? And that does bring me on to my next one, which is letting go of being a people pleaser. I think a lot of leaders come into this awareness of the bigger your world gets, the bigger your communities get, you get to a point where it's inevitable that you can't please everyone. And being okay with that is the work. (laughs) Like if you want to be like a multiple six-figure, seven-figure CEO, you got to make peace with that. 
that not everyone's going to like you, not everyone's going to get you. And I've always said this, but industry icons are divisive. For me, what is out for 2024 is the people pleasing that comes with that need to be understood, that need to explain yourself, to feel like, wait, if this person doesn't get it, let me just tell them that and then it'll make sense. It's like the belief we need other people to understand us. That is so out for 2024. And I've done a lot of journaling around that, like especially as my business is growing, especially as more people come into my world, how do I create my own safety outside of needing someone else's validation, outside of needing someone else to get me, to understand me or to like me? So the next one that is out for 2024 is toxic positivity. (laughs) So especially when it's the new year, especially that week after Christmas, we're all kind of flooded with the Pinterest quotes all the things. And I do, I believe in a good cliche. Cliches are a cliche for a reason. And I'm a very corny person as well. So I love all that. But I also think toxic positivity to me, what that looks like is ignoring how you feel. For me, toxic positivity is about not acknowledging when you feel pain. And I believe in the power of thought work in thinking. It's part of a huge reason why I became a coach. But I also think in order to get to a place where you can change your thinking, you first have to process what you feel. And that is huge, especially if you're a creative person. Like, again, we have new clients day in, day out. No one day looks the same. Our world is very different. And there's a lot of instability because of all the newness all the time. And I think when it comes to really making peace with that, that's when you start to come to a place where you're actually able to decide, actually, no, if I'm upset, if I feel sad, I don't have to gaslight myself into telling myself I feel something different. There is a difference between staying in that. And that's something I want to make abundantly clear. I know firsthand, I can very easily fall into, woe is me. This has never happened to anyone else before. I feel so sorry for myself, yada, yada, yada. And I think there's a difference between being in a space of acknowledging and feeling pain, feeling sadness, feeling disappointment. Like that is such a necessary part of life. And my belief is when you allow that, you actually process quicker. And again, this kind of ties into the more healing as being an in. I think it's also part and parcel with this. And I think toxic positivity is quite literally that. It is toxic when we're being told like you have to be happy all the time or be productive all the time or be doing amazing things all the time. I think for me, that is what is toxic about it is the pressure to be any certain kind of way versus just being. And like I said earlier, like we are going to be stressed, like a little bit of stress is necessary for us to survive as human beings. And it's a little like, okay, well, if we're going to feel all emotions, what if like all emotions are valid? You know, when people have those signs and they're like good vibes only. It's like, no, all vibes, (laughs) all vibes are welcome in order for us to process. So again, I believe in positivity. I believe in thought work wholeheartedly. But I do think you get to honor how you feel in order to move through it. And that is something like this idea that good vibes only is definitely, that's gone for 2024 as far as I'm concerned. I love a good cry. I need a good cry. There is something for me that when I have a good cry and I honor what I feel, I can move through it versus telling myself, you're fine, you're fine, everything's good, everything's good. We're great, we're gonna read our Pinterest quotes. No, I can do the Pinterest quotes once I've processed how I feel. 
toxic productivity and positivity, the two kind of like feed into one of the same for me, is making space for all the things I feel and giving myself permission to feel them. So it goes without saying there are so many other things I could share. I mentioned a few on my Instagram over at Harry Makes Up. And I'm so excited for all things we have coming up at Freelance for Freedom this year. So excited. And I've been thinking a lot about the identity shifts that happened for me in 2023. And I'm excited to see the identity shifts that happened for me in 2024. So it goes without saying I'm wishing you all a fantastic 2024. And I'm so glad you're here and part of this community. And if you haven't already, I would love for you to give this podcast a review. Please share it with a fellow creative. And I can't wait to see you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening to Freelance with Freedom. I'd love to continue this conversation over on Instagram. So come hang out with me at Freelance with Freedom. You can follow me there for mini trainings that include mindset and strategy to help you step into the CEO role in your business. And if you're interested in taking this work further, head to www.harrietadfield.com to find out more about working together. I'm wishing you an incredible week and I can't wait to see you in the next one.